Predictions for Maryland versus Towson. You are a Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, co-host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and joined by my other co-host, who's back now, and Zach Kurlander, ready to get going again. It's good to have you back, Zach. And we finally got a game this week, and today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. But like I was saying, it's finally game week. Finally, finally it's game week. We've got an interesting game coming up against Towson this week. Uh, expectation is that we beat them, hopefully by a lot. But I'm just excited, honestly, to see how the team plays. It's been a while. Just glad football's back. No, yeah, I'm glad it's back too. The yeah. game is tomorrow at 3.30. But we wanted to give you a really cool podcast today. We got some listener questions. We got some over-unders for the games that we had to make up. And we want to go through some of our advantages and maybe places where we think we have a big advantage against this Towson team. But the Towson team is better than you think at some places. But let's start with some over-unders for the game. SP Plus has the Terps as a 35.6 point favorite. Zach, will the Terps cover the 35.6 points? I'm going to say they easily cover the 36.5 points. Uh, or 35.6, excuse me. I definitely think they cover that. Hopefully they do. Honestly, it may get a little bit interesting because I think once we have such a big lead, probably going to the fourth quarter, I bet you Loxley puts in some of the backups. So it could get a little bit tight in the fourth quarter. But honestly, hopefully by the fourth quarter, we'll have a 35-point lead. No, I completely agree with that. I was going to say they cover for sure. But yeah. the thing is, the only thing I would say about our backups are still – Honestly, better quality players, highly recruited players. And Coach Loxley from the start is going to rotate guys in a lot, definitely against Towson, especially at certain position groups. So I expect um, Billy Edwards to get some time. I expect a lot of different guys to get some time. But I think we cover for sure. I totally agree with you in that. Okay, I want to go to Roman Hemby, talk a little bit about him. Sophomore campaign, first game for Roman Hemby. Does he go over 60 yards rushing? What do you think? Easily. I think he honestly will have a rush for over 60 yards in this game. I think he clears that probably within the first two quarters pretty easily. That That's – I have no doubt in my mind that Roman Hemby will have over 60 rushing yards. I'm actually going to disagree with you on this one. If he gets over um 60, it's going to – see, now that you kind of said – I can see him busting one for like – 60 yards to oh, like or a 70 yard one on like from the 20 yard line like I can see that happening I didn't really think about it like that I kind of thought of it as coach Loxley's gonna rotate Antoine Littleton and he's gonna rotate Raymond Brown and and he's gonna try to keep these guys as fresh as possible for the coming weeks because he knows that Towson's not the best game that's kind of how I think about it but we'll revisit it after see what actually happened I'm going under you're I'm sticking with over. over over but now that like I kind of like Dang, he probably will just bust yeah. one for like 70 yards. But easily. I'm tired. I can see that happening like first drive. But 
Caden Prather, first game as a Terps, transfer from West Virginia, 6'4 wide receiver. We have big expectations for him. Huge, huge Over, under 38.5 yards receiving in the first game against Towson. Oh, this is one of the tougher ones, I think. I think I'm just going to say over. Um, I'm not as positive with that one as I am with the other two, but he's the receiver one on the team, I think. Maybe receiver two. It's his first game as a Terp. He wants to make big impressions. So I could see him also having a big catch of probably 25-plus yards. I think he'll get involved a lot because Loxley wants to see how he plays. But it's close. I'm going to take the over, though. Yeah. I go back and forth on this one because I think it's similar to what Roman Hemby brings. Coach Loxley also talked about it, how, like, one reporter was like, oh, Tyrese Chambers is the deep threat and Caden yeah. Prather can work underneath. But it, Coach Loxley was like, no, it's actually reversed. Caden Prather is a deep threat with his 6'4 ability. So I can see him catching just one jump ball from Talia that's over, like, 50 yards. Like, I can see that happening. Good. But I can also see it being, like, spread out a ton and him going for, like, 25 yards. So yeah. – I'm I'm not positive on it. I'll be honest. It was a tough one. At 38, seems like it's not a lot of receiving yards, but in a game like this, like with their deep wide receiver room, it's it's a good bit of yards. Yeah. Uh, I'll hit the under. I'll go with the under. So we're disagreeing with that one again. You're hating on Hemby and Prather in the first game of the year. No, I just like our depth. I think Uh, they like. But they're going to play in the first couple of drives at least and because Loxley's going to want to see his offense in the first couple of quarters. Yeah, but he's still going to rotate those through, especially in the receiver room. He loves to rotate those. I agree. He will definitely. But That's one of the things that I've actually talked about that I don't like as much. Sometimes I feel like we rotate the guys too much. I'm like a guy like Jay Sean Barham last year for some reason, didn't play every snap. Like, he has to play every snap. There's no reason to take him off the field. Like, we shouldn't be rotating some of these guys out. But to the next line, let's go to Preston Howard, the second tight end, over under 0.5 catches. Actually, the new second tight end replaces C.J. Dupree in that room. Him and Rico Walker, the freshman, have big shoes to fill. We like to run a lot of two tight end sets over under a catch for Preston Howard, the new tight end. I I have so many reasons to be biased here. We all went to the same high school. He's a great dude. He's a really good player. I, uh, I'm going to say over because I think, like you said, Loxley likes to rotate these guys. And if Preston is the tight end too, I bet you he plays a lot of snaps. And we're talking about one catch here. Like, it's one <laughs> yeah. catch. If he doesn't so you're going over it. It, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the over. That's my guy. I, I love Preston taking the yeah, over. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go over, too. I think he gets a catch. If you saw him in the spring game, he's got a lot of talent. He's going to be a really oh, good man. player, 6'6", but can also move. I can't wait to see what he does this year. He has a huge opportunity for him to mm-hmm. set himself up for success for the next couple of years. But Jay Sean Barham, our best defensive player, over under 0.5 tackles for loss. What do you think? It, it, it's got to be the over. I'm not really going to give him any reasons. He's our best player on the defense. I, he, he's going to get one tackle for a loss. He has to. I, I'm, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. It's simple. He could just have a crazy year. Last year, he had four sacks, which was tied for the lead in our team. Obviously, those aren't the same as tackles for loss. But mm-hmm. just what he does in terms of just what he does on defense and overall talent that he brings to the Maryland Terrapins is something mm-hmm. that we have never 
that we haven't had in a while on defensive player that that's disrupt that that is that disruptive. So I'm gonna go over to yeah. I was but gonna now, say if you were talking about him so highly, if you said under, I'd have been so disappointed in you. <laughs> no, no, I'm, you I'll go over for Jason. Okay. I have all the trust in him. He's okay. too good of a player. I agree. Uh, that that should be an easy one. I have I have one for you. Talia over under 260 passing yards. The thing is, I can see Billy Edwards and like Cameron Edge all getting reps in like the fourth quarter, but I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over because you are. You, are you thinking the under? I am gonna take the under. This is my first really? under Why? Of the segment. Here's the thing, Talia. He's going to be great this year, but like we said, we're playing Towson. It's not a great team, and we have said multiple occasions, Loxley loves to rotate his guys. I don't see Talia playing all four quarters at all. So I'm basically predicting him to have over 260 passing yards and probably two and a half quarters, three at most maybe. If we're saying all this like we're going to kill him, so hopefully – we don't come on this. We're segment. supposed to. Yeah, hopefully, we don't come on the segment after the game, and it's like I, a 17, 20 yeah. point game. See, that's the thing. At the end of the day, the chances of us actually losing, it's like, it's not going to happen. Like, it's, if not, we're just, it's, it's not, not going to happen. But we could come in disappointed on Monday and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we beat them by 17, seventeen." Like you said, that's like, what I'm saying. And if it's a seventeen point game, I would probably take Talia's over. But I have faith in us. How many times has Talia really thrown for over 300 yards in a game? I know the line is 260, but we're talking yeah, about – A good four, amount of times. We're talking about four quarters versus I think the most he'll play is three. If I take a guess, I'd say two and a half. So this is going to be my first under of the segment. All right, going with the under. I'm going with the under. When we come back, we're going to talk about some advantages that we have over Towson. In some places that maybe we don't have quite as big as an advantage that people may think that we have. After this, ad from game time. Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute, like a Maryland Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I've been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is that fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code at LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. All right, what are some advantages and maybe slightly disadvantages slash maybe not as big advantages that we think we have? I want to start right away with the most important position in sports that we have a big advantage over Towson. It's not close. Here's the interesting thing. Not a lot of us know a lot about Towson, but I did a little bit of research, and they are having a huge quarterback competition between like five guys. And if you remember, Towson's old quarterback was a Maryland quarterback in Tywell Pigram. So we have a huge advantage in terms of the quarterback because, of course, we have one of our best quarterbacks ever in Maryland history. And they're trying to figure out between five guys and one of which is a freshman. Yeah. 
Uh, we definitely have the advantage here. I mean, Talia is way better than any of those five guys. I think really in any game that we play this year, we're probably going to have the quarterback advantage, mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, like if you look at the Big Ten, I'd say J.J. McCarthy is definitely up there. But like besides him, really, I don't think there's – like you can make arguments for a bunch of quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I'm not saying they're not good, but I think Maryland really has an advantage this year for every single game they play because they have a guy in Talia – was probably heavily recruited by some big SEC schools to get him to transfer this fall, but he decided to stay at Maryland. So I really think with his leadership, his experience, we have an advantage at the quarterback position in any game we really play this year. Yeah, I would agree with that because um, there was actually a quarterback ranking for the Big Ten that came out that Howard Griffith put out, and he had J.J. McCarthy at one in the Big Ten, and he had Talia at number two, which okay, I can yeah. understand. Yeah. But you could you could argue to Lee at number one because mm-hmm. he's put up um, multiple good years. While JJ McCarthy had a good year last year, but there were question marks during the year about JJ McCarthy, him throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. But JJ McCarthy's a more talented guy. We know that. Like you can see it. It's clear he's bigger, bigger arm. But Talia has been the more productive quarterback. But we'll talk about Michigan when we get to them on the schedule, of course. Oh God. Yeah. But in terms of Against Towson, we clearly have the advantage at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the next advantage that we have is on the offensive and defensive line. When you look at these FCS programs like Towson, the end of the day, they just don't. That's the biggest difference is between the offensive and defensive line between the two programs. And I'm expecting us to have a big day, our pass rushers to have a big day. Mm-hmm. We pretty much have all new stars on the defensive line. But I expect them to do some good things against their offensive line. But Coach Loxley did compliment their offensive line, saying all their guys were 300 pounds, which isn't is kind of rare in FCS football. So I think we do still have a big advantage across the offensive and defensive line. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this is one of the rare occasions where Maryland's offensive line is being considered an advantage in a game. In a game. So that's a really good thing for us because, you know, we've had offensive line troubles the past couple of years. What I'm looking for the most overall in this game is just seeing, like, the young guys and the guys who aren't going to be starting every single game getting reps to make, like, this is kind of like a preseason game. I know it's like a game that matters and it counts, but it gives the young guys and guys who aren't going to be on the starting, you know, there's only 11 guys on the field at once for offense and defense. These guys can have opportunities in games like this. They can show out, and then maybe, like we've said, Almost 100 times, Loxley rotates a ton of players. Like These guys don't have to fight for a starting spot, but they can fight for a rotational spot. So a lot of guys will have opportunities. I'm excited to see the offensive line like play a game together, like see how they work because we haven't really seen the offensive line. I just want to see the first group. I want to see how they gel together, how they've been working this fall. So I'm really excited for the offensive line, especially. And our defensive line has a lot of potential. I'm a little more confident in our D-line than our O-line, so that's why I'm just more excited about the offense line. But I expect nothing – I'd like the defense line is going to kill this game. They're going to be great. I'm just excited to see everybody. No, I completely agree with that because if you look across the Big Ten, there's so many just good quality mm-hmm. offensive lines. And so I think that's a really good point that this is one of the rare games against Towson that we're going to have a clear advantage across the offensive line. If you look at Penn State – their left tackle is going to be going the first round. If you look at Michigan, they just got rated. I was looking at some rankings, like the third best offense line in the country, like Ohio State. They always have guys they going. Always have the offense line, so yeah. there's, 
I completely agree with that point. I think it's a really good point. Iowa, too. Iowa always has a good Mm -hmm. offensive line. Wisconsin, known for their offensive line. Big Ten is known for running the ball, offensive Mm -hmm. line, the big people. That's what we're known for. So this is one of the few games that we're going to have the advantage on the offensive line, and we better take advantage of it. Need to. Next, I want to go to the wide receiver room. I think our wide receiver room might be the best part of our team. Towson has some good players. When I was looking at the roster, obviously not super familiar with their team, but I did a little research, and Zay Perkins and DJ Washington, Coach Loxley kind of raved about those two guys. For Towson, they're really good players. I haven't seen them play, honestly, but apparently those guys can get open and create some plays that some of the Maryland players can do. Obviously, our room is deeper. It's better. That's just the way it is in terms of the level of talent between Towson and Maryland. But there might not be as big of a gap between the wide receiver rooms that you may usually think there is. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really know much about Zay Perkins and DJ Washington until recently. They're really good players. I mean, you look at a team like Towson, not many people are going to know about their team. So they're good players, but we also have an advantage in the secondary. So I take our secondary over their receiving core any day of the week, but it is, I think Towson's top heavy. Like we're really deep and we have like some good receivers at the top, but I think the two besides Perkins and Washington, I don't think Towson has as much. That's why I definitely would still give us the advantage, but I can see why you also think Zay Perkins and DJ Washington make it a little bit closer. Like I completely understand that, but I'm taking our receiver course still. I mean, I would hope so. This is Towson we're talking about. So I'm yeah, just, no, no, it's our water receiver. Our wide receiver room is probably the strongest part of our team, you could argue. I mean, you could say Talia. You could say the running back room. Maybe you could say the linebacker, the secondary. But the wide receiver room is definitely up there. Um, It's an awesome bunch. And then I also want to talk about the linebacker room. They have a really good player in Mason Woods. Mm -hmm. Really good player. And, of course, we have Jayshon Barham. And I'll be looking out for who's the other starting one between – whether it's Ruben Hippolyte or Wheatland, but we'll see what happens in the linebacker room. But they have a really good player, so don't so don't be surprised if he makes a couple of plays. Coach mm-hmm. Loxley said that he's a guy that you have to game plan around. So just practicing game planning around a player like that is important. Yeah, Mason Woods is a really good player, a really really good player. I think he will give us some problems if we don't really like. We just can't underestimate this team. Honestly, this whole entire team. I know we're talking about the advantage and disadvantages, but this team has a lot of good players that can cause us problems, and Woods is definitely one of them. But we also have an advantage. I think our offense line will handle it as soon as they get to the second level. They can reach on Woods. I think we'll be fine. But he can definitely blow up the run game a lot. Just got to look it back for him in zone coverages, just make sure. But I think Talia will be fine. I think Hemby Hemby's the best running back I've seen at Maryland in a long time. So. I'm, I'm confident in our team, but like you said, Woods is a game wrecker and he can hurt us in a couple of plays. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. But next, let's get into some listener questions. I posted it on the Instagram and some people responded to the thread after this quick message from Locked On. College football season is here and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On College will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our 
stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. All right. Let's get into some listener questions. I have a question for the first one. Somebody asked, what player, Trey, can move up in the depth chart at their position? It's a good question. I've gone through multiple guys I've talked about in our positional battles, but I'm going to give you a guy in a cornerback in Lionel. Really good player. He's um, a true sophomore, played some as a freshman, cornerback. If Tarheeb is playing the nickel, I think this guy can go out and play. Corey Coley might start ahead of him. But I'm not sure he has so many good traits. 6'3", really just good. Uh, he's not 6'3". He's like 6'2". But he's really long, really yeah. good player. I think he has a chance. I really liked what I saw from him last year. I think he could climb from maybe Corey Coley having the start over him to maybe Lionel eventually climbing to that cornerback, on um, one of the outside cornerback spots next to Jaquan Shepard. That's one guy that comes to mind. I think of Rico Walker, the talented freshman tight end. I don't think he'll overplay um, Preston, but he could just come up the depth chart in terms of he could just get more snaps because of the freakish athlete he is because he's a four-star recruit. Who is someone you're keeping an eye on that you're not – that people aren't expecting? That's what one of the listeners asked. I think it's kind of crazy. You and I, we both come from McDonough, and there are a couple of McDonough players on Maryland, and we really haven't mentioned this guy's name all that much. I'm going to say Dante Trader. Dante, if you know, he played lacrosse at Maryland. He plays football at Maryland. He's a safety corner. He can do it all in the secondary. I think he's a really good athlete, which separates him from a lot of the guys in the secondary. He can play all over. He'll play the nickel. He can play free safety. He can play safety. He can play – in the box, he can really do anything. I think he's going to have a great season this year. We're expecting maybe the best safety duo in the Big Ten. So Dante Trader is definitely someone I'm expecting that met. And I, I bet you people know about him, but they're not expecting him to be such a high-impact player this year. But I think he's just going to be a stud. I think he's going to be one of the best safeties in the Big Ten after this year. So I'm definitely excited to see how he does. Yeah, I think Dante's one of those guys that, okay, like, cool, last year was a good year. Yeah, but can he become great? Like Bo Braid is now thought of as one of the best safety duos in the big, or one of the best safeties in the Big Ten. Can Dante make that kind of leap? And we're like, oh my gosh, Dante's now thought of as an NFL, like a high NFL player. I think he has those kind of traits. He's a superb too. athlete. I think he can play all over the field. They play him a lot at safety. That's mainly where he plays next to Bo. But he can come in the box. He could even play corner in another world i think mm-hmm. if you just slimmed him down a little bit he's gained some weight now he's put on a lot of muscle but if you slim him down yeah. he could play some corner like he can do it all we've seen him firsthand we've seen him live we've seen him mm-hmm. on lacrosse field a ton freak of nature Unreal. the way he can cover ground but he can do some really good things so i think he's a guy that can make a huge jump yeah. even though he had a good year last year i think he can enter elite spot that people aren't going to be expecting for sure but what are the keys do you think to winning this game i'm gonna give you three keys one turnovers if you want to keep a a good a bad team in the game you'll turn the ball over so hopefully we don't turn the ball over we run the ball two gotta stop zay perkins and dj washington 
I think are there, I don't really care what quarterback plays for Towson. Honestly, it, it could be their starter. I mean, we said it before; they have a competition going on. But if Zay Perkins and DJ Washington are out there, obviously they're going to look for those two guys. So you got to stop them. And then three, like don't put your foot like off the gas pedal. Like if we're beating them by twenty points, twenty four points, thirty, like keep going. Like don't stop. Like just because like you want to get guys rotating in, like. Let these guys play and keep pouring it on them because, like, they have been waiting. Talia has been waiting to play these games. All the guys in the receiving room have been waiting. Roman Hemby's been waiting. Just keep the foot on the gas pedal and just beat this team by 70 points. What about you? What, are your, what do you think the keys are to winning this game? No, I think it's exactly what you said. Turnovers are going to be really important. Mm-hmm. I think – not trying to be too cute. We don't have to do anything too cute against Towson. We don't need to throw the bag at them. We don't need to show anything that we might want to keep for Ohio State or a Penn State or a Michigan. You know what I mean? We don't have to do too much. That's not really a key to win, but that's a key for me for the rest of the season. So I'm going to approach it a little bit differently because I thought you answered it really well. But that's kind of what I would say. I think running the ball well. Um, I really want to see our defensive line stop the run. Um, those guys are young and talented, but I want to see them stop the run. Definitely. Okay. So will the defensive line put consistent pressure on Towson's offense? What do you think? They better or we're in trouble <laughs> because yeah. it's all new starters, whether it's Kayshawn Fuller at like a defensive end spot or Kellen Wyatt. Kellen Wyatt played last year as a freshman, but now he's a bigger roller, Donnell Brown, a transfer. And then guys on the inside like Jordan Phillips, Tommy King, Basote really good talented players we have more talent there than we did last year but they're Mm -hmm. young so let's see what they can do but there's a lot of talent in that room i think that might be an underrated spot they can do some really good things and they better put on some pressure i'm gonna leave it at that they better put on some pressure i'll say they will but they better put on some pressure or i don't know how we're gonna take down one of the big three or even like a michigan state i mean we're gonna we're a better team than michigan state but how we're gonna consistently if we want to get to like nine or 10 wins, that's not going to happen if this defensive line can't put on pressure. But the final question from the listeners, what is your score prediction for the game? Okay. I'm feeling 50, no, 63 to 13 Maryland wins. Okay. I actually had, I've already said it because I've said it on some of the other podcasts. I had it as 63 to six. Wow. Well, I'm liking yours a little bit better. I'll go 63 to 10. I think that's, okay. I think they get a touchdown. So maybe. we both agree on 63, though. 63 is the number. Yeah, but I'm excited to watch actual football instead of just, and we get to talk about an actual game after on Monday. So come back to Monday's show, but like and subscribe. Today was awesome. Drop more questions. We're going to do it every time before games. And thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.